Hello and welcome back to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this episode of the show, we're going to be talking uh, about a big Finnish story, but it's not the one that we originally planned to do, because we did say we were going to do a ninth or a tenth Doctor um, story, but instead Paul pulled a, a rabbit out of the hat, didn't you? Um, and we're going to be doing a Doctor Who Unbound story, and it's a David Warner one, Masters of War. Also stars uh, Nicholas Courtney as well, so we'll be talking about that a bit later on. But first... The news. Now, as we recalled uh, today, which is Tuesday the 19th of July, uh, we've just watched the, well, quite a, a well-put-together-and-produced trailer for the 14th Doctor's Sonic Screwdriver. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm. Um, quite shiny production values for a prop. Yeah, which slightly worries me, because if... <laughs> You know, are, are we going to go back to back now to the sonic screwdriver solves everything if they're making such a big deal? Well, it well it's 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 a, a merchandising ploy as well as it because there's bound to be a, 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 a toy version of this come out at yes. some point. Um, if it's yeah, just I mean, for I, the fourteenth so, Doctor yeah. as well, I mean, it seems a bit overkill. But it's just, I mean, is it going to? Carry on into Shooty Gap was Doctor as well. Does it? I don't understand why. Why each time you have a new Doctor, you have to have a new Sonic Screwdriver um, as well. Just, just keep the old one going, really. Oh, it's just about the casing changing, isn't it? <laughs> it is. But uh, well, this one, how can I put it? It's, it's like um, it's like a cross between Matt Smith's Sonic and David Tennant's Sonic, isn't it? Yeah. In a in a weird, in a weird way, probably more probably. There's more to the side of uh, Matt Smith's Sonic Screwdriver. Uh, but, uh, no, I mean, Scott actually brought it to my attention. Uh, he, he come running into the kitchen and said, oh, Daddy, look at this. It's the new Sonic Screwdriver. And I thought it was just something somebody had made up. And then I saw, no, it's an actual official BBC video. Oh, wow, okay. Um, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Again, it's, it's keeping everything in the in the public eye, isn't it? Because we've just had all those recent uh, sort of character... Uh, photos, haven't we, for 14th Doctor, Donna and uh, Shooty Gatwa and uh, Millie Gibson as well. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah, they're, so they're certainly you know keeping everything, everything going. It's not that far now, actually, till, till the till November. So, you know, we're nearly in August now, so it's not it's not that long to go. So, they're keeping the interest there, which is uh, which is great. But uh, I did read one of the comments on YouTube, um, for, for, for this video, and it's if they put this much into the production of a, a Sonic Screwdriver, a uh, Sonic Screwdriver announcement, what's the new series going to look like? Yeah. So, I, yeah, is, is it going to be as shiny and as, as professional-looking as that? I'd, I'd like to think it would do. I have to say that. Just go ahead. You're talking about, oh, you know, July's not that far from November. You're just like a kid waiting for Christmas, aren't you? <laughs> Christmas only a month after the 60th anniversary as well. <laughs> Have your decorations up by next week. <laughs> well, if Scott had his way, he'd have them up all year round, actually. He, he absolutely loves Christmas. So, uh, no, um, yeah, and, and of course, if, if character, uh, whoever it is in the world who, who produces the, the toy version of this, of course, I shall be buying one to add to my Sonic Screwdriver collection. <laughs> Oh, I'll wait till Christmas and get it to Christmas. 
I can't wait till Christmas. <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> like the spoiled bastard that I am. Oh well. So, uh, but anyway, that was that was nice and shiny. And if you haven't seen it, it's uh, I've posted up on our Twitter feed and also on our Facebook group as well. So I dare say, those of you who are listening to this have seen this already. So, uh, so there we go. They should be living under a rock, of course. Uh, hello, yes, um, Phil here. Uh, I'm just cutting in on the end of this news item before we move on to the next bit because, uh, yes, Character did indeed put on sale on their website a sonic screwdriver for the 14th Doctor uh, the day after we recorded that that uh, very bit of news there. Uh, now, however, the, the news of this appears to have crashed their servers because at the moment you can't get on Character's website, as I recalled um, on the 20th of July. Yeah, so it's, it seems that the demand for Doctor Who toys is still there. Um, I must admit, yes, I do like this Sonic Screwdriver. It's, it's a fine-looking piece of work, but um, I'm sorry, I'm not queuing for anybody because that's what's happening, uh, as, as I recalled. You're having to queue to get access to their website, um, which I've never heard of before for character or any Doctor Who merchandise. Um, that's amazing. Tickets to, to conventions or, or BFI events, fair enough, but... Not a toy. Uh, that's incredible. Anyway, um, so I shall wait just that little bit longer um, to get my one. So uh, anyway, that's my little uh, little extra piece over and done with. So um, back to me and Paul. Now, uh, the other bit of uh, big news uh, that came out uh, since we last been there is season 20 is, uh, is getting the Blu-ray uh, treatment. Um, so this is uh, Peter Davison, The Fifth Doctor. I was actually thinking the other day. I was, I was looking at my my shelf and thinking, what could the next Blu-ray collection be? And I thought Peter Davis has only had one release so far, so I think it had to be it had to be him. And lo and behold, yes, it was. So of course, there's season twenty. Uh, we have Arkham Infinity, Snake Dance, Mordred Undead, Terminus, Enlightenment, The King's Demons, and the Five Doctors. So it's uh, is it is this a a, a season that's you're fond of Paul, or not particularly, or um, no, yeah, no, I quite. Um, this, this, yeah, I quite like this one. Yeah, it's quite. A, I mean, the five. I love the five doctors anyway, and of course, we will be um, Scott and I will be tackling that um, on our next sort of sort of edition of when we look back through the uh, the fiftieth anniversary. Uh, not fiftieth anniversary, the, the anniversary uh, Doctor Who specials that have been on over the years um now talking of the five doctors they're doing a, a brand new 40th anniversary edition yeah um, I'm, that, this, this is actually the bit that gets to me because i can still remember the excitement of waiting for the five doctors to come on and it's like yeah that's 40 years ago i <laughs> know oh, 40 years ago um on, on that on that on that day i, I would have skipped uh, <laughs> i would have skipped air cadets uh to stay in and watch um to watch the five doctors but uh no so now they're, they're doing another another updated version again so with, with better special effects so it's uh an improvement on the special edition that was released um a few years ago also updated special effects for snake dance and enlightenment um again this this the second time i've updated the special effects for enlightenment as well uh i quite like the special effects for the the last time they did it um actually so this, this should be good uh, good to watch. We also have uh, seven new episodes of Behind the Sofa. Um, we have In Conversation. Matthew Sweet uh, talks to Janet Fielding and Sarah Sutton. 
We also have something called Let's Go Dutch, where the Tyler's crew go to Amsterdam to revisit the locations uh, for, it would have been uh, Arc Infinity, really, wouldn't it? Then we have Look Who's Driving with Janet, uh, Janet Fielding, Sarah Sutton, Pete Davidson, go on a, a European road trip. We have When Janet Met Martin, where Janet Fielding meets up again with Martin Clunes 40 years after they start together uh, in Snake Dance, a maker of the King's Demons. All I want, Paul, is more facts about uh, Chameleon. Uh, that's all I'm after. Yes. Um, making of the season 20 trailer, which was came out the same day this, <laughs> Wait, this was announced. Who's meeting Chameleon? <laughs> I know. I wonder what's happened to him. Is he going <laughs> to... A bit rusty. <laughs> yeah, he might end up on a... Um, what was it? What's that? Car SOS. He might end up on that one day, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've got some long link celebration footage uh, for when they had that night for the 1983 convention. Um, hours of material going behind the scenes of studio footage for Ark of Infinity, Snake Dance and the Five Doctors. Uh, location film rushes for the Five Doctors. Rare convention footage uh, from Australia. Um, Once Upon a Timer, which is a rare US documentary from the 1980s. New surround sound mixes, archive treats, HD photo galleries, infotex, PDF archives, you name it, it's on there. It's This is quite a collection here, isn't it? There, there's so yeah. much extras on this um, on this box set. It's, it's brilliant. I can't wait for this one. Really can't. So, yeah, And as usual, Paul, you won't be buying them. <laughs> no, oh, we'll have to get round to them at some point. Yeah, yeah. I've already got mine on pre-order, um, of course. And I'm not, as I say, I'm not being caught like I was with the the very first um, Tom Baker Blu-ray release. But um, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to this one. This does sound really, really good. Um, now, I've heard rumours that this might be out in September, but nothing's been confirmed. It's just rumours at the moment. This might be out in September. Um, but I know that Justin Johnson from the BFI has already tweeted that there will be a, a showing of one of these stories. Yeah, he was asking who, if 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 they were to show one, what to show, weren't they? That's right, yeah. Uh, what would you pick, Paul, if you, if you had to pick one to watch on the big screen? Um, to be honest, I'd probably go for Enlightenment. Do you know what? I was going to say the same thing. Because I think it's probably got, especially if they've, if you've got updated... Uh, special effects as well. So that's probably yeah. the biggest sort of show out of those, I think. Well, yeah, because you've got all the ships in space. I mean, so it would look really... Yeah. I think it would look really good on the big I screen. Think, I'm, yeah, thinking on a big screen, yeah. I mean, obviously, you'd want to say the Five Doctors because it's the Five Doctors. Yeah. But if you're just looking at it from a point of view of trying to ignore the Five Doctors, it's, yeah, I'd say Enlightenment from that. Yeah, the old one as well. Actually, I totally agree. I think I think that's. I think Enlightenment's a bit underrated. I really like Enlightenment. We we covered it yeah. not so long ago, didn't we? Long ago. And yeah. yeah um, I mean, that's, I, that's that's that that's the only thing against against it. If I was going to go and see it, is the fact that I've recently watched it. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Exactly. I probably. I mean, for something I haven't watched in a long time, we 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 did Mordred Undead fairly recently as well, didn't we? Uh, I, seem to remember, I seem to remember reading the book not so long ago. Yeah. yeah, not so long ago. It's probably going to turn out to about four years ago. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, probably. But um, yeah, Arkham Infinity, Snake Dance. See, this is, this is, Terminus. this is how it goes, isn't it? About, but, I, I can yeah. remember the excitement of waiting for the Five Doctors to start four years ago. But yeah, when did I read read a book two years ago? <laughs> 
Oh, no, my memory's getting like that as well, actually. I can't remember anything from sort of like, the, like two days ago sometimes. But <laughs> No, uh, did you watch the um, the trailer uh, to coincide with this Blu-ray announcement? Yes. I thought that was really well put. It was lovely to see um, Janet Field and Sarah Sutton um, back together. And I love the rug pull of it being the Mara. Yeah. As well. well I really like that. And I think Janet Fielding is really good at playing the, the, the Mara version of Tegan as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's that. really good at that. Yeah. So um, no, I thought that's really, I think they're getting better and better. These little, um, little sort of trailers they put together. They're like mini movies really, aren't they? To be honest. But well, no, it I seems really like to be, yeah, the, the production that's going into the other stuff is gives you hope for the main sips. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. Um, now, also to coincide, we, we just mentioned target novelisation. I think I forgot to send you the link for this one. Um, just very, very quickly, there will be target novelisations being released for the um, the David Tennant specials uh, coming out later this yeah. year. Um, so, so obviously it's the Star Beast, which is going to be novelised by Gary Russell which is the first special. Special 2, which is called Wild Blue Yonder, is novelised by Mark Morris. And the third special, The Giggle, has been novelised by James Goss. And um, each of the books, well, a special commission cover artwork by Anthony Dry. Uh, so I, I dare say we'll get round to covering them at some point, won't we? The only thing I've got to say, on, negative I've got to say on this... Oh, go on. ...is... Couldn't they're saying they'd be published on the 11th of January? And you're sort of thinking, couldn't they have got them out for Christmas? Yeah. Seeing as we've just been talking about Christmas. Well, didn't they try and do... I've, I've got a, a snagging suspicion that didn't they try and do a target novelisation of something before and it got released before the televised version? It got spoiled. And I've got a funny thing, that might have even been The Five Doctors. Right. I've got, a, I've got a feeling that that's I, what it was. I mean, I suppose there may be a case that the third special may link into the, I was going to say Christmas or New Year special. So obviously they can't release that before Christmas. No, no, that. I suppose that, not. That, now, now that that could make then make sense, and I'll, I'll take back my complaints. <laughs> no, you can't. It's on record now, Paul. That's it. <laughs> No, no, I, yeah, you, I think you might be onto something there. Um, you don't want to sort of spoil something that sort of leads into the, as you say, the Christmas special. So, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, it might be. I know they do tend to sort of slightly change things, don't they? So it'd be interesting to see how, how closely they adhere uh, to uh, to the specials. And, of course, we're, we're going to find out what this is like, actually, because we're going to be, um, when we get nearer to the end of going back over the old anniversary specials, the last one we're going to do um, is going to be Dad the Doctor, and we're going to do the um, the, the TV to target novelisation comparison for that one, aren't we? Yes. That's that's the plan at the moment anyway. So, uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what, what a non-Terence Dix <laughs> book is like, actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, anyway... Anyway, I think that's just about it for um, for the news, uh, actually. So uh, coming up next, we're talking about uh, our very first Doctor Who Unbound story, Masters of War, starring David Warner and Nicholas Courtney. So for another episode then, that was the news.
Right, everybody, um, it's time to talk about Doctor Who Unbound. And uh, Paul selected this one, Masters of War, uh, which recorded in 2008. Uh, obviously, there will be spoilers. We'll be discussing the plot. But before we get into things, let's have a listen to a little clip. Any idea where we might be? I couldn't get a clear reading. It does look a little familiar, though. Look at the buildings. That's battle damage. Where did you come from? Well, I'm from Earth. And I'm not. What are you doing here? We're travellers. Identify yourself and justify your presence, or you will be exterminated! Will you help us? Arm everybody you can. Find anywhere that's clear of Daleks and hold it. We're going to take back the city? Piece by piece. Threats to the order of Scarlet will be eliminated. Let's give them multiple targets on the ground. Crisscross this alley when they turn into it and instruct your people to concentrate their fire on one of them. This Dalek must be destroyed! I cannot permit this. It cannot be Davros! I can't believe they're squabbling and fighting each other like this. Forward defense outpost destroyed. 23 Daleks dead. What's that? Some kind of spaceship. Now who on earth's that? Scaro will be turned inside out when we have finished with it. They are the Quatch. They are in opposition to both Daleks and Thals. A good start might be to forge an alliance with the Daleks. That is impossible. Well, maybe it is, but we're still giving it a whirl. They're coming in fast, Alistair. I know. The other two sources are going to take them on. We're taking the scenic route to the Dalek City. We're relying on updates from you to time the train's arrival. We'll keep you posted as far as we can. We are not prepared. The civil conflict must cease or we will be defeated. Who are you? I'm the Doctor. Okay, right, Paul, uh, it's your turn to kick this off. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, well, I sort of fancied something different. Yeah? Um, it has to be a case that I did quite like the idea of David Warner as the Doctor and wanted to um, see what that was and mm. any excuse to listen to Nicholas Courtney again, really. Was yes, the, indeed. Was, indeed. Was, was the reasons for choosing this? Okay, okay, and so... Um, now I have to say, I wasn't disappointed. No, neither was I, actually. I, I, I found I really did enjoy this. Now, we were just before we start recording, we were just sort of thinking, or, or, or trying to look into... Sorry, just not my microphone there. Um, what, what is the Unbound Doctor? What is that? It's like... Um, what we best way we could describe it for anyone who hasn't actually listened to these um, at home. They're, it's like a, a what-if scenario. Um, yeah. It's like it's like a it's almost like telling the same kind of stories, but in a different way, kind of thing. So this particular story is all about the Dalek Thal War, uh, or the Kali Thal War, should I say, to put it in its proper um, proper context. Um, David Warner's playing a version of he's meant to be the Third Doctor, isn't it? Uh, Nicholas Courtney is an older brigadier in this, and I think I've. I've, I've read somewhere else that this doctor is never became unit's scientific advisor right so i think i think that's the that's the kind of the background and as you, and as you said that one of the other unbound doctors was jeffrey bowden wasn't it yes yeah um which you sort of just pointed out to me he was 
cast as the first Doctor in this because he was also considered to be the first Doctor back in back in the day in 1963. So yeah, yeah. So there's there's all sorts of um, and of course they also feature. I think didn't Arabella Weir play a Doctor in this? So this was technically the first female Doctor as well. I've got a feeling. No idea. <laughs> no, not necessarily. I'll have to. Yeah, I don't remember reading Arabella Weir was was played a Doctor in, in this Unbound um, universe. So um, yeah, okay, so. Um, All right, yeah, that would have been Exile. Ah, right, okay. There we go, there we go. So, Paul, what, why did you enjoy this one? What was it? Oh, you said about David Warner as the Doctor. How did you find him as the Doctor in this? Yeah, I I think he was exactly as you'd imagine him being as the Doctor, <laughs> which, which obviously pleased me because that's why I was one of the things I wanted to listen to. I mean, mm. what I really liked about this, this the way that it, didn't carry itself to canon, but actually you had the references to different things. So yes, it was an alternative universe, if you like, but you you could almost follow... You wasn't just, this is completely different. This was, yeah, this was little subtle differences. Mm. But actually they made it as interesting to listen to and to follow back as for that reason as well. Yeah, because he's... Um... As as I said, he, he's meant to be this universe's third Doctor, and he's not like Pertwee at all in this, is he? No, there's there's none of the there's none of the the arrogance or the the, the sort of like as people say, he, he, sort of the patronising um, tone that 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 particular Doctor could take. Um, he's more into he's not this Doctor isn't so much interested in brokering a peace deal like like Pertwee's Doctor would do. He's there to mix it all up and defeat the Daleks, isn't he? Yeah, he's he, yeah he's there to, to to win the war, isn't he? It's yeah, exactly. Not... So yeah, um, and of course you've got the brigadier, um, who's also, I suppose this is where it all comes in. He's one of the masters of war. The Doctor in this is a master of war. Davros is a master of war as well. So the, the three of them are all got their part to play um, in in this story. So yeah, so as I said, the, the David Warner's Doctor, there's no broker any peace deals or wanting to speak on behalf of a certain faction or anything like that. He He's leading the uprising, isn't he? Yeah. Which I, which I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and of course, in this universe, how, how does Nicholas Courtney, uh, Courtney's brigadier, sort of tie into this? Well, he's travelling with the Doctor. He's in the TARDIS. He's, he's a full-blown companion in this, which I, I thought, why did they never do that, <laughs> really? No. I mean, and, and also, actually, and what I did like about was the fact that he actually does come across as a... There's, He's not bumbling in this in any sense. No, no. This he's... is the this is the brigadier. Well, this is not the brigadier from Battlefield, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's very much you know his idea is is that you know how we're going to win this and what we need to do and our lead from the front. There's yeah, there's no no you know oh. I, I, a, a feeling. There's no feeling of him that he's just there following the Doctor around. No, because he, he there's there's parts in this where the the, the Doctor like it's like a, the or skipping around a little bit here, but at the ends where it's basically like a suicide mission for the for the, the Thaunis Daleks to sort of dis, distract the the main villain of this, which we'll come on to yeah. a, a bit later. Uh, as whilst the Doctor gets on board this other spaceship. Um, and the doctor absolutely forbids it because he knows it's it's suicide. But the the brigadiers know this was this is the only way this plan is going to work is if you yeah. do this. And he he basically 
shuts the doctor down on this, doesn't he? Yeah. Which is quite. Um, that's the brigadier we we knew from old, really, before he became a bit of a a buffoon and asked the doctor, "What do I do?" All the time. Yeah. So it was really good to see that back. It was yeah yeah it was basically the, the where the doctor was being, you know, we we try to minimise any casualties whatsoever. Mm. The brigadier was no, you know, this is this actually increases the chances of winning tenfold. Yeah. So we've got to do it. Yeah, exactly. And those exactly. casualties will be just have to be accepted. Which I no, I, I thought it was, and it was it was well put across as well. It, there wasn't any. There's nothing sort of gun ho about it at all. You, you no, had, I mean, the, no, the, the, re, I mean, the, the, re, the, the brigadier was, following... was, was mourning those people. It's when he talked about, yeah. um, it's in 1972, he took on the Daleks and he lost loads of unit um, soldiers trying to, trying to take down one or, what, didn't he say like one or two Daleks? Three, I think it was. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, that would make it right because there were three Daleks, weren't there? Yeah. <laughs> um, in, in that particular, well, as we saw on the screen on, 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 back in 1972. So, um, so those that's things what happened. I like, this is what, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. That's what I liked about the fact that they did reference bits that you could say, oh, you know, they're actually referencing that and that's from the main can, but they're not bound to it. No. Obviously, so they're unbound. But, that's, yeah. but, but no, in this one, no... the Doctor wasn't there. That's no. that's why it wasn't a resounding success because the Doctor wasn't there to save the day. So um, I like to say they, they they took that bit of Doctor Who history and just sort of turned it on its head a little bit. Yeah, which you can which you can well get away with here, really, can't you? So um, and I, and I like the whole fact that this story is sort of references back to obviously the first Doctor and the Daleks. Yes, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, but then acknowledges that. Well, the Doctor is now finding out in this incarnation that Genesis of the Daleks has happened, but not knowing it. He finds out in this. Yeah, because he's never heard of Davros either, has he, in this? No, but it's referenced that that happened, but just not with him there, which I thought was really clever. Now, obviously, Daleks and, and Thousand, that, that is all turned on its head as well. Um, but one thing I did want to say about it is is this little Dalek... Sort of civil war you, what, what happened during during this, which to me made more sense than the Dalek civil war they alluded to um, when you had the, the renegade and imperial Daleks um, back in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, it, it never really sort of made more. What? Why were they? Why were these law to Davros? Why were these law to the Emperor um, who eventually became well, was Davros? Um, so I, I never really sort of got to the, what, what? How did this? really happen and to me it was never that clear this makes it clear yeah and what I really liked about this story as well is the fact that you basically get two stories that are joined well yeah because you and got, almost you could the... and almost could work yeah. independently of each other yeah because the first CD because this is a, this is a two CD um, release yeah. each episode is like an hour long um, as well so it's quite a like a lengthy sit through this one but yeah, you, you're right. It's sort of like the, it's almost like a self-contained story, isn't it? On, yeah. on, on each I mean, disc. But it, but it didn't actually feel like it. I mean, this was no. I mean, I've, I've, we've done, I've done hour ones before, and you thought, oh, is this is <laughs> ending soon. <laughs> but this, no, this did actually. It was kept kept little clever twists and whatever that sort of kept making you go, oh, that's and oh, is that what they're going to do? And yeah. Like you don't know yeah. what they've captured the in the first 
half, you don't know what they captured the Dalek to do. And then, no, the, obviously, no. the, the, the twist on that was quite clever. And you sort of, listening to the first half of the... Because you sort of knew Davros was in it. And well, listening the to the first half... Start, so. <laughs> yeah. But listening to the first half, you don't know whether he's only in it in flashback. Well, as it turns, it's not even flashback, get... is it? Because it's actually CGI reconstructions that the... Yeah, it's, it's the their dialogue... AI versions. Of... Yeah, exactly. Um of, and it's it's like their twisted it's their twisted history, isn't it? Yeah. And it's it it's almost them... like um Scarrow does nineteen eighty four to a certain degree. Yeah. It's like it's like playing yeah, the Big Brother tapes, isn't it? It's it's yeah, it's Dalek propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. So, to the I, da- but but only but aimed purely at the Daleks. Well, this this is the weird thing because we you find out that um Davros spread Two different types of Daleks. And that's what you said about the, the genesis of the Daleks thing has already happened because the the Daleks that turned on Davros basically just buggered off, didn't they? Yeah. And he created another breed of Daleks that were loyal to him, but he bred, he kept, uh, or pity as part yeah, of their genetic... Yeah, to, to, keep, to keep them loyal, he realised yeah. he had to give them emotion. You have to leave them with some emotions. Yeah, exactly. But in his eyes, it also made them weak. So he, he saw yeah. them as a as a, a failure. And then he disappeared. Davros disappeared. And so these Daleks have come up with their own... They went off into the stars to try and find Davros, but then came back, um, and we'll talk about that in a minute, to protect the Thals. Or Thals, sorry. Yeah. Um, so they become the Thals' saviour. In, in the only way Daleks know how, and that is to subjugate them. <laughs> to, and to convert them to Daleks. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's, their, that's their version of pity. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, as far as they were concerned, they, they were saving them. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. But, but um, yeah, but th- th- that, that you don't find out till... I mean, obviously, I do hope that, you know... People have gone away and listened to it before they've listened to it. Well, we did say there'll be spoilers. We did, be spoilers. Spoilers. yeah. Well, that's where you get exposition, Dalek, don't you? <laughs> tells what, yeah. tells everyone what, what went on. But um, no, I did. Um, I like the 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 the, the, the trip the Doctor pulls to basically ignite this Dalek infighting, as well as you've got a black Dalek, um, and the Doctor does something. Maybe I won't talk about that bit so much. Um, no. But the, doc- the Doctor does something to sort of ignite a civil war. Um, yeah. And that's where these two factions just sort of split, really. Um, so it's, even, it's, it's the Daleks with pity split. So now you've, you've technically got three factions of Daleks, haven't you? Daleks. So you've got the... Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, I thought it was quite clever, to be honest. Yes, yeah. I mean, I did. I mean, it, it did... It, and it sort of followed a logical path, which was, you know, sometimes... you. You start to think, oh, where's this going now? Yeah. But actually, at no point did you actually think, oh, I didn't... Well, I mean, some people might think it was silly, but I didn't think it was silly in terms of, you know, what an idea was. I mean, I'm not quite sure how you uh, change a Dalek that much in terms Mm. of making it believe it's somebody else. But, yeah, you know, uh, once you've accepted that, then the rest of it is actually quite quite clever in how it hangs together and what you've tried to do. I, I think it, I think it worked really well, actually. I think I, I think it was it was really good. I, I think it was, um, yeah. I, I just it's the fact that you you knew exactly what they were talking about. This is what I liked because obviously we haven't listened to the any others in the Unbound um, range. 
No. And this is this is all like a follow-up to Sympathy for the Devil, which ironically I have actually got. Yeah, which also features uh, David Warner and uh, Nicholas Courtney. So, um, so I might go back and actually have a sort of a listen to that now because I, so I, re- I really enjoyed their their parody, even though they they do get split up for quite some time in this, don't they? Yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, the amount of times they're actually together is not a huge amount, but they actually do work well together and they complement each other so well. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Surely didn't make more, really, isn't it? So. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, suppose, I suppose by that point, Nicholas Courtney couldn't have been that well, could he? No. Because he's about three years later when he passed away, wasn't it? Yeah, must be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh... Now, we spoke about Davros, haven't we? What do you think of Terry Malloy? I thought he, he underplayed Davros in this one. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was probably some of the best Davros mm. I've heard. There was no ranting, was... was there? No, we was we was almost back to the scientist rather than the megalomaniac. I mean, he still believed that his Daleks will conquer the universe, be the ultimate creature. It was still there, but he wasn't ranting and raving about it. It was, as you no, say, it, it, was it was more, as you say, scientific. And and at certain points, he was he was called oh, what was he called? The chief technician. That was it. Yeah. At one point, and by, by this other alien race, which, as I say, which we'll come on to in a minute. Yeah, I, I thought he was great, actually. I really did think he was great. And, and they turn, again, they turn things on its head when it comes to Davros as well, yeah. which I'm not going to... I don't I don't think we should spoil that particular bit of the plot. No. I mean, there, there, there's several bits of this, actually, before thinking about how we was going to talk about this, yeah. where, actually, you sort of think, I don't want to talk about... So I don't really want to talk about the, the final scene either in this because that came as a shock to me but seems quite logical. And obviously oh. something you can only do is, is as an unbound story. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. The, you mean the very last thing that happens. Yes. Yes, yes. No, I agree. Which actually... Which actually... Because in the run-up... All I say is in, that, in the run-up to that, you thought, but how does this end? Because it's never they're never gonna be <coughs> they're never gonna trust each other enough. But even that then, yeah, that was a, a totally logical thing to put at the end. Yeah. So yeah, we we won't spoil that bit for people. We really won't. Um now I suppose the, the other I suppose the, the the major threat in this, because at the end you, you have the the Daleks and the Thales, as you alluded to there, Paul, they do form an un, an uneasy alliance. Um, yeah, in this, and that's to fight this aliens now, the Quatch. Mm. Now, I I actually thought these were the weakest part of the story. I like the the idea behind them. I think the name's bloody daft. The Quatch. It mm. sounds like oh, I've come down with the Quatch. You know, it just sort of like you need to see a doctor about that. You know, it's, it's it sounds just sounds a bit weird, and also it was a bit sort of vague. They were ethereal beings. Yeah, and I just keep thinking of Brian Pern. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of I thought of Mr. Burns in that um, the episode of The Simpsons where Mulder and Scully, because because they sound like I bring you love. <laughs> it was like, yeah, <laughs> it sounded just like that. Um, I thought, yeah, ethereal beings. They speak like this. I thought mm, that's been done to death. Really, um, there wasn't a lot to them I, I didn't get any sense of any threat from them 
even though you you sort of realise what what the Quatch have got to do with this story, which again I don't think I'm gonna, I don't think we should spoil too much. No. In this, um, what what their their role in this and Scaro is, but they sort of live in between universes. And the reason they're interested in Scaro because it's got like a dimensional portal. Yeah. At the heart of, of Scaro, which they use to to traverse about, and Davros is in league with them. Not going to say why, but so he's been. He's been augmenting them so they can exist in this universe, can't can't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's he's seen them as as, as as a stronger being than the Daleks, so he's yeah. decided to throw in his lot with them to see yeah. if he can push them into the direction of what he wants to what he wanted the Daleks to do. Yeah. So I, but I just thought that they were the weakest part of this. For me, what did you feel about them? Um, yeah, because you just never got. Well, to be honest, when they first appear, you never get any actually any indication of why they're so powerful. Okay, no. later on you get the mothership and you get their. They've got you know support tax ships and whatever. How they get into the Dalek hub is never really explained. No, you get no real description of really what they look like. Um. Apart from that, they're ethereal beings, so that could be what well, they creatures of light, and that's why, again, because of the voice, uh, voice that were adopted for these these particular creatures. I just thought of that Mister Burns, that glow in the dark Mister Burns. That's yeah. how I envisaged them, really. Um, and I never sort of felt they were like a a genuine threat because each time the darts and the went up against them, they would seem to be easily outwitted. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing was, wasn't it, that they were supposed to learn incredibly quickly how to overcome they'd get defeated a few times and then so they'd come back to and and win yeah which is you know which is what actually the doctor plays on isn't it in this is the fact that to be keep being unpredictable is Mm. the thing that throws them completely yeah i just thought for so so it's meant to be a major threat they do seem to be thrown rather easily i I felt actually yeah um you know I, i think you know, really, if, if you're sending a single ship towards, so some, your enemy sending a single ship towards you, sure you've got to, your your logic would say maybe the, the, that that could be a distraction for something else because you expect a full-on assault, wouldn't you? Rather than sending um, one, one Dalek saucer, so there was, uh, yeah, I, I just didn't find them a credible a credible threat at all, which is which is a bit of a shame, actually. I mean, it's it's, it's the it's the area that's least covered, isn't it? And yeah. you sort of do a bit of you get a bit of history, but not necessarily of them. No, they're in it, but not of them. So actually, you're still not massively, other than the fact that yeah, they're there between two different dimensions. Is about all you know of them, and they're yeah, it's it's a bit like um... technologically advanced. That that's it. That's yeah. the only two things you really know. You don't know. Anything about their why they're here, or apart from obviously Scarrow, but why what they're trying to do otherwise? Yeah, I I got the sort of I kind of sort of compare them really. I think if you think you know the, the Tom Baker sort of invasion of time, you got that that other that alien race that just has decided you never heard them before. That you know the glittery tinsel that turned out to be men in yeah. helmets. Yeah, it's it's a bit like that. You sort of like, how did these people manage to invade Scar, uh, evade uh, Gallifrey? 
Um, why are they such a, a big threat? Why are they so, you know, you know, it was all a bit, you know, what, what was so special about this? And then, then the Sontarans appeared out of, out of nowhere. So, and I know, I know that was the, that was the rug pull of that story. But again, I can't remember the name of that alien race in this now, but again, they didn't seem to be a credible threat. But there they were, kind of thing. They'd taken over Gallifrey, and you got this lot, the Quatch, trying to do, or basically doing the same thing with Scaro. Yeah. As well. But I never got a feeling of, I believe that they could do this. No. You know, so, uh, ah, well, it's, but I say, that's just, it's just a very minor thing. I mean, you know, um, we've left out a load about the Quatch from this review uh, for um, you, dear listener, to go and uh, listen to this. Actually, because yeah. it's you know, there there is more to them than what we've dis- discussed, but they they just never seem. It, I, well, I the, think it, even I mean, knowing the, what the, we know, the, Paul, I think it's still they don't still don't seem to be a credible threat. No, not to a certain extent. No, I, yeah, I ju- they're just not anything that you sort of <coughs> latch onto, really, are they? They're just you do feel that they're the one part of this story that's just a plot device. Device. Yeah, exactly. Which is okay. I mean, there are there are there are nice twists in it. I mean, and, and w- of which comes to the sort of conclusion to to the war mm. is is very is is a, is a really good twist. Yes, it is. There's some there's some great twists all the way through this. Yeah, there there really is. Uh, I I yeah I, I you know it's a, a highly enjoyable story. It really is enjoyable. Um, it's just the it's just the quatch sort of a little bit of a weak link for me. That it doesn't spoil yeah. the story. I mean, don't get me. No, don't get I mean, me wrong. It's, it's, it's difficult to know. You know, I mean, it it works. It has to be. There has to be another character, another race, for the story to work. Yeah, and I suppose you know it just has. It's just the question of how do you do something different now in sci-fi with a. With an alien race, really. I mean, we're yeah. saying, oh, it's too much like this or too much like that. But yeah, how do you do that now? Yeah. Um, you, no, they they could have done something totally different, and we'd probably turn around and say, oh, but that's just like so and so from whatever. So yeah, Mr. Burns with the Simpsons in this case. So. <laughs> yes, I bring you peace. Um, yeah, I mean. I don't think it's, I mean, there's only other sort of, not much I, can, I, I want to say about this really, because not to say, I mean, I could talk about loads of stuff about this, because there's so much stuff we've, we've purposely left out yeah. for fear of spoiling it too much for people. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I mean, the only other thing I, I, I quite, I quite liked actually, when you get to the, um, the Dalek sort of control room, you've got the, that usual, um, the BBC Dalek control room sp- Special effect, the, the 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 sound effect. Sorry, yeah, you know, the boom 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 boom. That one, they mix it in that with the Peter Cushing Dalek film control room sound effect, which I thought was a nice little touch. Yeah, um, which makes me wonder whether they would have had if if he'd been alive, had Peter Cushing as an unbound doctor. Maybe this is where they got the idea from. To a certain extent, yeah, I think it is. I think it's obviously. Yeah, if you take those two films are are an unbound version of the Doctor. Yeah. Then these sort of do, if not follow on, but follow that sort of sense to it. If if you're going to come up with your own sort of headcanon for this sort of stuff, that works really, doesn't it? Yeah. That really works. It's just, 
it's just, it's just really well done as terms of how to play around with the the canon of Doctor Who, but without actually having to worry about oh, but someone coming back and saying oh, but that wouldn't fit in with episode seven of series nineteen or whatever, you know? No, exactly. I mean, there's kind of they've established their own mythology, their own canon, whatever you want to call it, really, and. I, and then I just gently lean on the bits that they need, they want to. Yeah, yeah, and I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah, really yeah, did. did. Yeah. Well, I think we have to look into some more of these as we uh, as we go through, Paul. Um, yeah, because I think they, I think they're well worth listening to, and it, it just makes a uh, makes a change to listen to a story that's not trying to reference something else, and you've got to know what they're talking about as well. And this, it doesn't matter. No. No. Yes, yeah. they are referencing classic or, or or what we've watched as Doctor on the television, but you don't have to have watched it. No. Which which, which I, mean, I really like. Yeah, because even in bits where they reference it in here, the Doctor doesn't know. No, precisely. So. And that's what that's that's the genius of this, I think. Yeah, totally. I think it was yeah, just really, really <laughs> well written, really well acted by everybody. I don't think you know. Even the fall characters were were well acted in this and wasn't annoying or in any way. No, no, they're not the um, the pacifists, are they? No, no. Obviously, they weren't in Genesis of the Daleks, which is kind of riffs on. But yeah, again, there was the yeah they they sort of play on that as well. The whole Dalek Thal War um, and, and and what footing each camp was on was a little bit yeah. Again, a bit topsy-turvy in this one as well. But, yeah, so, I think, yeah, there were no pacifists here. There were sort of underground um, sort of resistance cells, wasn't there, yeah. in this? Um, and the Doctor was only associated with, with one particular cell. So, because when he first meets them, um, you can understand why the Dalek didn't exterminate them. Um, because, as we said, they're there to save the Thals. They're there, they're subjugating them um, to keep them safe. Yeah. As it were, um, yeah. So, and she said, "You we're, we're one of the resistance." So it's all, all across Scarrow. These these different um, resistance cells, um, and again, which gives it a, a more of more sort. How can I put it? Sort of scope for more world building, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than sort of like, like Genesis Daleks, you had the the, the Khalid Dome and the Thal Dome, and that was it. Um, but in this, you get more of a pre- more of a sense of this is a global thing that's happened here yeah rather than something that's happened across either side of a quarry but uh yeah yeah so anything else you want to say Paul I, so I think I've, I've said all I want to well not all I want to say I thought I'm, I think well I'm prepared to say about it yeah I just spoiling. It, it, it is a mark that actually how much I like this episode that I don't want to spoil it for somebody else I know because usually we just rattle stuff off don't we and we have rattled yeah, off quite a bit here yeah, but we have. Yeah, but there's there's certain bits that I think were so good that I don't think you should. We should, and if you and if you listen to it, you'll know why. Hopefully, you'll know why we're saying yes, that. Yes, and if indeed. you haven't listened to it, then you've got a treat. I think. I think so as well. I think so as well because I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I'm always a little bit um, dubious when it's like when you go and see a cover band. Yeah, and they and and, and you watch the you watch the, even of them playing. Your your band's favourite songs, and they say, and now and now one of our own compositions, and you go, oh god, you know, you get 
you sort of grown inwardly, and I thought, oh, is this going to be, is this going to be like this? Because this is, this is a, a a cover band doing their their own original material to a certain yeah. degree. And I was, but to yeah, a cer- yeah, to a certain surprised. extent. I mean, it, it is it is done by people that have been doing the the proper stuff, if you like, without True. getting that wrong for for long enough. By the time they started doing these okay so. then let's 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 say then this is more like nick mason's source of full of secrets yeah a member of pink floyd in a pink floyd tribute band <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah that probably that probably covers it yeah yeah i think it does yeah <laughs> okay folks um yeah so i think that that just about sort of rounds that up really i think it's a good place to to leave this actually and and, and all, all we can say is go and listen to it yes i yeah I think this is probably mo- the most heartily recommended I, I've, I've, I've actually had of a Big Finish story, I think. Mm. And we, we've recommended a few, but this one um, really, really enjoyed. So, yeah. You, yeah. You, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, may, it may be because it was it was different enough to, you know, you sort of didn't get caught in, you know, it, it was actually, oh, this is, this is, you know, oh, I quite like that's I like his version of that. And obviously, you know, you... you the, don't get that many chances to listen to a different doctor. No, exactly, exactly. So it, there may be some of that in this, and whether we're uh, if we go and listen to the other David Warner one, whether the um, novelty would have worn off a bit. <laughs> we're not. I don't know, but no, I, I don't think it's that. I think it is just that this is very good. Well, exactly, and I think I mean that's that one's also got Nicholas Courtney in it as well, and I think yeah. you know David Warner. As the Doctor Nicholas Courtney as the Brigadier, it's it's the pairing I never knew I wanted or needed. Yeah. actually, yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, just you just you just can't get enough Nicholas Courtney, really. Is the, no, you is, can't. Is the you problem. can't. You really I'm can't. Take, I, take it where we can get it. Oh, I know we do these days, unfortunately. Bless him. Um, I think actually one last thing. The one thing I I, I liked about that there, the Doctor and the Brigadier's relationship in this, is the Doctor calls him Alistair. Yeah, doesn't call him Brigadier. He calls him Alistair. They're on first name terms, which I I I really love that. Yeah, I really did. So, anyway, that that's that's enough. <laughs> they, they, they are they are they are by this day two old gentlemen having a having a last look around the galaxy, aren't they? It really? does come across that way, actually, doesn't it? Um, I think it's say two old bachelors. Bachelors. Well, <laughs> <laughs> probably. probably <fits. laughs> Oh dear, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't had cause to say that for a, for a few years. <laughs> oh crikey! Right, okay. Should we wrap it up there then? Yes. Good. Okay. Right. So I think probably the next episode will probably be Scott um, and myself uh, talking about the uh, the five doctors. Now, I think we're going to release this on the 9th of August. Now, the reason for the 9th of August now. I only found this out yesterday, Paul, but the 9th of August, and there's a picture of Paul McGann holding a sign saying this, the 9th of August this year is official Doctor Who podcast day. Ah, right. So um, so I don't know, if, and apparently it's like a call for Doctor Who podcasters to release stuff or talk about or advertise a podcast. So I think it's only fitting, really, because it's the anniversary year and it's almost like a special occasion for Doctor Who podcasts. Um, that we also release our next podcast on that date and talk about the five doctors. So I think that's what we're we're going to do when we come back next, Paul. Um, 
I assume we're going to be back to doing a TV to target comparison. Yes. Yes, I don't know what we're going to do yet. No. <laughs> no, me neither. Me neither. Um, I think then in... We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I think we will. I think we'll have to decide what we're going to do. Um, September, obviously, will we'll be... Because obviously we're, do, we're doing quite a few things leading up to the, the 60th anniversary. Um, so that's what's coming up in August. September, uh, then we'll be talking about, oh, God, Silver Nemesis. Uh, hey! So that's that's the next one on the list. But also in September, Scott and I will be at Hooverville um, in Derby. Um, on the 2nd of September. So obviously we'll, we'll do a podcast um, covering covering our visit to that. Scott's insanely excited for that because Sylvester McCoy is going to be and that, that's his doctor. Um, it's also got uh, Paul McGann there this year as well. Matthew Waterhouse, Sophie Aldred, Michael Trout and Tim Trelaw, uh the other um, big finished doctors and, and more to come by all accounts. So it looks like it's going to be a good weekend. Um, and I think as of today, as we record, it has sold out as well. So there we go. So we'll be covering that. And then October, Scott and I will be doing for the first time ever on this podcast, Dimensions in Time. Ah. We, we, we've never covered this in any shape or form, Paul, have we? No. We've always avoided it. But no, Scott and I will be tackling Dimensions in Time. And obviously leading up to November, because then you and I will be doing Day of the Doctor. Um, so there, there is a question whether that's child abuse. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what? He's actually watched it on his own. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I haven't watched it since it was transmitted back in, God knows, was it 1993? So whatever is, that, it was. is there no parental lock on that? You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting downstairs watching reruns of Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, so obviously everything, everything's leading up to the to the sixth anniversary specials um, in November. But um, I don't know when they're going to be broadcast. But I suppose one's going to be on the twenty third of November. Is it, I, I don't know if it's three consecutive nights or three consecutive weekends. Or I, no idea. No, absolutely no idea. I just hope Paul, you're not on holiday this time. <laughs> yeah, it'd, it'd be. I mean, it'd be some, going some for me to even be away on November the twenty sixtieth <laughs> anniversary. There's still I time have no to get excuse to some. There's still time, Paul. There's still time to get a, a quick, quick breakaway holiday. <laughs> I mean, this is actually obvious. Obviously, why we don't know why they're going when they're going to be shown next. They're actually waiting for me to book my holiday. Obviously, first. they are indeed. You're to blame. <laughs> the anniversary specials are going to be somewhere around about the end of September. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shock move. <laughs> oh, let's hope not. Let's hope not. It, fr- it throws out our schedule completely out if that happens. But, uh, <laughs> oh well. So um, yeah, that, so that's what's coming up um, over the next few months, amongst other things. So um, so there we are. So hopefully that's um, that's whetted everyone's appetite, even dimensions in mm. time. So for another month, then it is goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. 
You can download this podcast from iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, and through your podcatcher of choice. If you would care to leave us some feedback on iTunes, that would be very much appreciated. You can also find us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast, on the Who's He Podcast Facebook group, and through our website, who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk. Thank you.